0: So, welcome to the Evolution Exchange. So, the Evolution Exchange is a melting pot of ideas for thought leaders in the industry and leaders within tech. Mm. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Martin De Jong. Um, And today we're discussing, I think, a topic really relevant at the moment given current market conditions, which is leadership or leading in a downturn. So um, Martin, delighted you could join us today and we'll find just Brief introduction on yourself? Absolutely Jake, first of all thanks for pronouncing my name correct. <laughs>
1: it's, not, it's not that you did not check before so I'm glad I managed to get that. No, that's, that's absolutely correct. So, so I'm honored to be here and very glad to share some of the lessons I learned and the mistakes I made and hopefully they're useful for, for the rest of the audience to, to learn from that. As a background for myself, I worked in a multiple different continents. I had teams in around 16 Countries. I worked in four different industries, from banking, telecom, insurtech, and digital assets. Currently, I'm mainly occupied by mentoring and investing in, in, in startups. And my, mo- my most recent roles have been managing director and chief digital officers. Companies like Reliance Geo in, in India, sorry, Egon, uh, Standard Charter Bank, well in Singapore, and most recently, OSL uh, Digital Assets. And people ask me often, why did I end up in so many different industries? And and that's a very, very question. So I think my my first sort of shared tip or lessons learned is try different industries, especially in the beginning. A lot of industries I see are adjacent. For example, when I started in in mobile telecom, it was expanding and it went a lot into mobile payments and fintechs. It was sort of a natural evolution for me to go into uh, financial services. Also, when I started my career, one of the hottest industries to be in was mobile telecom. But over time, relatively traditional industries like financial services only became hot. Fintech came out with a lot of innovation, and I thought it was a good, a good uh, time for me to join. Financial services close to my heart. Financial services is an industry that is the heartbeat of any economy. Also, kind of financial inclusion. So, I think the second point that I, I picked up is the purpose and why do you do a uh, job. And to be fair, if I look back at my career, I don't think I actually did it very consciously. I think subconsciously I, I, I sort of made certain decisions, but I think in the more experienced I became, I became more, more conscious why I wanted to join the industry, what, what value can I add. So those are some of the tips and lessons that I would like to share with you on Yeah,
0: fantastic. So, um, no, great, great introduction. I think we're, um, we're really lucky to, to have someone with so much experience and particularly, you know, very, very relevant experience, I think, to help our community in terms of navigating the next 12 months. Um, and not, not only the people in our community, but the leaders themselves. Um, so we jumped straight into the first question. So, um, I guess, you know, every, every day we hear about you know layoffs. Every day we hear about you know prevailing negative sentiment within the market. I think um, you know it's something that obviously causes a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. But I think today we want to come come at it from the perspective of leadership. Um, and I think um, you know leadership can often be a lonely place, um, and leaders often. Um, you know, not the first group of people to be empathised or sympathised with when there are such significant changes across the market. So, I think while well, we hope this, um, you know, this podcast will, will give some insight to our community. I think hopefully the ideas that we share could uh, you know, give some confidence or comfort to, to leaders within the tech industry, um, not only how to approach some of these challenges, but also that they're not the only ones going through. The difficult decision-making process which um, is probably going to be part of most leaders' life for the next 12 months. So,
1: first question,
0: um, how have the priorities of leaders shifted um, from the beginning of 2022? Um, obviously, you know, high war for talent, everyone's talking about a great resignation, you know, a lot of the priorities for leaders at that time was retention um, and hiring. And perhaps now, at the end of 2022, and the prevailing sentiment within the market has almost shifted 180, or is in the process of shifting 180. So I guess, you know, first question is how are the priorities of leaders, how have your priorities as a leader shifted
1: since the beginning of 2022 to now? It's a great question, uh, Jake. I think when you start at the beginning of the year, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of optimism, and you know, you make goals, you make plans. Um, but unfortunately, the market circumstances are very different, as you said. And I think that's the first takeaway, that Ad- adaptability for leaders is, is key. And if you look at what Darwin said many years ago, he said it's not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, it's the one most adaptive to change. So again, that's a key lesson I learned. However, it's not an easy process.
0: Now you can imagine
1: you're in a room with people, you have a lot of energy, you build a plan, you hire a lot of people, and suddenly you have to change. And that's not easy, but that requires a mental shift. And it also requires the entire team to go with it. So one of the key principles as a leader, I believe, is yes, we should discuss it, we should debate it, we should debate it first, fiercely, But when we decide to change, we should hold be behind that chance. There's no buts, there's no ifs. So we need to take time for that. It. It, it, it's also not easy because people are, are impacted. And we've all seen in the news, especially tech companies, startups, and also in FinTech. And how do you deal with that? And bringing those kind of messages is incredible incredibly Not necessarily for me. I mean, it's difficult for me, but it's most difficult for the receiver. Mm. Yeah, and I think to do it directly and straightforward and transparent is the best way to do it. I also very much believe in aftercare. what is aftercare? Aftercare is sending. Can be as simple as sending a WhatsApp, "How are you doing?" Can be as simple as giving a phone call, or you know, bringing in contact with people that you know are looking for people or headhunters. That's incredible importance, and and I often speak with people afterwards. And that's of people sometimes needs. I think that that's the best you know, we, we can do. And on a more general trend, what we have noticed as well is that a lot of people that were in traditional firms, like banks, insurance companies, they were very tempted that there's a new exciting thing in time. There's, there's yeah. the startups and fintechs, the the startups and scale ups. And still, I believe in it. However, it did not always turn the right way for many. Yeah. And people start to realize and appreciate again the stability of the income, the stability of the work that the more traditional firms yeah. can offer. So yeah. again, if, if I can share a lesson learned is yes, the rest sometimes looks greener, it's cool. I did it myself as well, but also realize what we have now it's sometimes much better than than we it. Yeah. Makes absolute
0: sense. So um, I guess talked about how to communicate with people who are potentially affected by um, you know prevailing market conditions. Talked about how to approach that. Talked about how to um, execute those changes or communicate those changes, which are often um, you know not the choice of the leader. It's often something which is you know forced upon the leader. And right. um, I think one of the less well understood. Um, Facets of leadership is that you know some of the difficult decisions are between do we keep our staff or do we keep all of our staff versus do we keep some of our staff. It's you know if we were to let some people go, we managed to keep the majority. And I think you know perhaps that was the most recent sentiment um, communicated by Elon Musk when he took over Twitter, and the company's trying to make a big loss. Um, he's talking about the necessity of coming to a point of break even. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe you know communication on that change was massively visible within the public domain. And I'm sure a lot of people would have an opinion on that. But I guess that brings us to the second question, which is how current incumbents within an organization would be impacted. Um, and maybe those not affected or not directly affected by you know layoffs and directly affected by market conditions in terms of their own position, but would be um, still struggling perhaps for motivation. If colleagues, peers, those above them, managers, subordinates, are being asked to leave an organisation and they're in the midst of an incredibly disruptive period. Um, And maintaining motivation um, is obviously quite difficult with with some of those circumstances surrounding them. So from the perspective of a leader, um, I guess, how would you motivate a team Um, Or a team of people who were perhaps not directly impacted, but um, obviously um, subject to the sentiment, subject to the surroundings of the
1: prevailing conditions. It's, It's incredibly difficult. I think the key thing is to provide a safe, valued and respected environment. And I also tell you why, because it sounds very textbook. I'm a very firm believer that most of the ideas, suggestions, improvements actually come from the level of people that work with clients, systems and processes.
0: Now as a leader
1: it's important to create an environment where people feel safe enough, feel valued enough to share those ideas. And I think as a leader to create that is, is, is absolutely key. What is also key is then to listen to those ideas and, and not all ideas can be used of course but then feedback, why it can be used, why not it can be used and if it can, can, can be used, sort of involve them in doing it. I think creating that belonging and part of the team I think is key. I, I think I... Many years ago one of my mentors told me a story which I wanted to share and it's about three stone cutters. Um, so there's a, guy walking in Brazil in the, heat, in the middle of the heat and he sees three stone cutters, you know, in a rock and it's hot. He goes to the first one into the front and he says, what are you doing? He says, what do you think I'm doing? I'm cutting a rock. I'm cutting stone from a rock. Okay. He goes to the second one looks a bit more neutral. What are you doing? He says, you know, i helping to build a wall. And then the third one, he's he whistling, he seems to be happy. So he said, what are you doing? And the third stone cutter, Big brain says, you know, I'm part of the team that's going to build the world's most, most beautiful cathedral. Now, the lesson learned here is very simple. If you show the big picture and if you let people belong and then be of that, that team and be open and transparent, can I guarantee the job of my team under any circumstance? I cannot and I do not believe any leader can. But be open what's the challenge, what's the opportunity? And you know, we do it together, take risks. I really will take the responsibility, which I, I I from my experience helped a lot of people to evaluate uh, or to reduce some of their fear sort of keep that joy in the work and keep very creative flow going, which is key to be successful. Yeah.
0: And what about for people who are I guess feeling part of a company and perhaps, um, you know, the leaders doing a good job in, in creating that environment that you talked about. However, um, unavoidably, you know, LinkedIn every day is layoffs, 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 it's negative sentiment. And um, it's, you know, not only LinkedIn, multiple different platforms, multiple different media outlets. And, you know, Clickbait is um, unfortunately um, centred around bad news a lot of the time. No, when there is a lot of bad news, as there, you know, potentially has been over the past couple of weeks, and might likely be um, over the forthcoming um, months. And um, how, how would you how would you approach, um, I guess, identifying ways in which leaders can ensure that levels of motivation maintain and sustain in spite of that, you know, opportunity to
1: see the opposite type of sentiment. I think it's. Communication and transparency and honesty, people are smart. We should never underestimate them. Um, so we should be very open. So, if, if let's say, hypothetical speaking, a certain departments of the go, certain people have to go, you need to explain it. And you should be able to explain it because you make life changing decisions for people. So, as a leader, I could have expected you to think about it. If I have to make a decision, then unfortunately, you have to. You know, I can tell you many nights I won't sleep, but I keep thinking, do I do the right thing? Why do I do the right thing? And I think you pointed out in the beginning something important. You also have a responsibility for the larger common group. And of course, all of us want to keep everyone in the job, but if that means that the entire company goes down, actually it wasn't that very socially we've done. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think explain it, why do you go to a different direction? It doesn't mean people that stay their job goes into that be uh, uh, downsizing because they're more focused on one person instead of five different uh, persons. So I think that, that that communication, I think if you can create that trust with your team, you build a certain credibility. And from what I learned, people trust you work, and obviously you live up to it, uh, you need to work to that. But I think, I think that that's actually the key. And going back to the story I said about building this beautiful cathedral, it's also showing that bigger picture. And I think that's extremely exciting. I I won't comment on Twitter because it's pretty controversial at the moment. But from what I read is that El Mas be turning in the woodship. Now if, if if you really would be able to do that, actually the company probably would be multiple times larger than it's today. Yeah. So sometimes you need to shrink a bit in order to go for the next level of growth. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's fascinating to see what might happen with that organisation, So obviously the track record of the, the new leader is um, fairly robust in terms of building companies. Um, but perhaps, um, walking in with the same under kind of your arm is an individual work communicating the idea and the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 kid, the kid that you're trying to build. <laughs> um, cool, so I guess that brings us on to the third question. So, in the last twelve months, so I guess it doesn't have to be within that time frame. But um, if you think about something from a leadership perspective that you've got right in the last twelve months, and something that you've got wrong right, um, in the last twelve months, I think you know real world examples, the feedback that we get when people you know listen and back on these types of podcasts or webinars um, is you know hearing real world experiences and real world examples is the most valuable part. So I yes, you know, that was the purpose behind this question. So, um, I th- if you think, you know, um, again, it doesn't have to be within the last 12 months, but something that you've got right and something you've got wrong recently as a leader from a leadership perspective, what would that be like?
1: I will split it in multiple parts. Um, I will start with investments. I got some investments right, like, some investments wrong in 2022. I won't go into that, but having worked the <laughs> crypto industry, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> I think the key is to learn from that. I think the absolutely most essential part, and I want to spend a little bit more, more time on that, is to get that balance right between work, family, friends and health. And, and all of us, most of us, are ambitious, and, and, and you get so stuck up in your work and so focused on your work, you forget that balance. From what I learned over my 20 years, yes, you can, you can do that for a year, maybe two years, but ultimately, if it doesn't work out, you mm-hmm. need to get that balance right. And I really, really want to emphasize family, friends, health, and work. Even if the most ambitious person in the world, get that balance right. You will not be successful uh, doing that. And I also made a lot of mistakes in that. Yeah. And, and sometimes you burn yourself and you learn from that. Yeah. I believe I have a better balance now. Uh, it was not easy. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. In terms of business decisions, as we had in the beginning of the call, we talked about making the plans and that, 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 that sort of all, almost unlimited optimism, you know, scale-ups and startups are going to, to win the world, crypto is going to be big. Yeah. And as a decision on that, we hired quite a lot of people. Um, we didn't foresee many others with us as well, that the market would take such a sharp turn and that impact on people. Um, yeah. I take personal responsibility for that. It's not easy. Again, the best is to learn from it. The best, as I stated earlier, is to give that personal aftercare to people. Yeah. Yeah. That makes absolutely sense.
0: So, if you look forward to 2023, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, listening to you know, the press or or reading the press. And um, again, the the sentiment in the current market, I guess, is one of, you know, concern uh, for most people, um, particularly within big tech. You mentioned sometimes people look at the other side and look at fintechs and look at startups and those fintechs and startups seem very exciting. However, there's an element of risk attached to that. Um, And I think perhaps the last three months, we've seen a lot of startups and fintechs letting people go. um, Mm I think now, when we hear about Twitter, we hear about um, you know Meta, we hear about potentially larger organisations with you know a fairly robust PL, Still, a share price drop or a um, reduction in um, you know, user growth or a reduction in profitability, still an incredibly robust PNL. We're still looking at potential layoffs and, or at least hiring freezes in some instances. So, I guess what that presents is. You know, challenges for the organisations, but challenges for leaders, um, but not only market sentiment, it can be more people orientated um, foresight into 2023. So from your perspective, what do you see as the biggest challenge of a leader going into 2023?
1: I think the tip one it is to keep that, that team motivated and I will quote, which one of the CEOs of a larger financial service company shared which I won't mention for obvious reasons. So he took charge in 2008-2009, financial crisis and his company was significantly hit and he was stressed but he realized he should not show that stress in the office because everyone was watching his staff budget. If the boss is trapped, the company probably go goes, goes down and you got a self-recurring prophecy. Yeah, doesn't mean you go smiling in the company. You can serious, you can be prepared, you can be confident. And that confidence was spreading amongst these people. The boss seems to be confident. It's bad, but I think we probably do all right, Yeah, which is a massive motivation for people. Yeah. And, and, and I think leaders often underestimate how much people look to them and sort of try to, to catch. Yeah. glimpse of, of, of what you feel and what you, you think and again transparency is important but in difficult times it's also important to show a positive mindset yeah. that we have seen from different crises we had actually, existing industry companies were being built and it, it, it is tremendously difficult for many people and maybe many companies grew too fast and maybe many companies were not led that well and you know a sort of natural evolution was
0: was necessary
1: and actually better companies and stronger companies will come over time. So I think bringing that that, that positive and realistic mindset and as I pointed out as well, providing the communication to your team, take the ideas from them, I think is absolutely key for 2023. What 2023 will bring us in economic growth, Uh, it's difficult for me to say, I have my own ideas. A European recession is mentioned, there's a warnings about the US economy and the Southeast Asian economy still seem to be very strong. Indonesia performing exceptionally well and Singapore, in, uh, Singapore getting a lot of foreign investment in, in a very different state. So yes, there's, there's, there's still opportunities, but have that, that focus on profitability, on growth, but at the same time on your people, because ultimately creativity and innovation comes from people, then you feel comfortable enough to work in that environment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. and uh, I think,
0: really appreciate you bring each question back to the impact on people. Um, and I think <coughs> certainly what I've learned in, in leadership is that if you genuinely care about your people, um, it comes across as far more authentic and far more powerful than um, if that's something that you're self-focused on at the expense of profit or growth. And a genuine care for the people who are under your care or within your business or part of your organisation, um, it's absolutely fundamental to being successful as a leader Um, And I think each question brought it back to that impact on people and how to create an environment which is um, productive and um, positive for individuals in the face of, you know, potentially
1: challenging external circumstances. I appreciate it. The key challenge for a leader is also to stay humble and to learn and to learn. Took me quite a while to confess to myself I'm not perfect, I'm definitely not perfect, but it also means I need the ideas and the creativity of the team and, and if, if, if I want to get that I need to give them that, that environment to also show them you know that I don't have all the answers and I think for me it has always been key in my career that I want my team to take risks, I ultimately take responsibility, We have some conditions around it, there needs to be controlled risks, you know, they have done their homework, obviously, um, and, and a few other things, but ultimately, as a, as a leader, I take the responsibility if they want to try something new. I mean, test and awareness is absolutely essential to build sort of the modern company. I remember I had a team in, in Germany, fairly conservative, and I said in front of 100 people, I said, you know, if you do something and you have thought about it and control the environment and something went wrong, I take I take responsibility, and I also said, if you don't see me anymore in six months, you I mean, be a These couldn't stop laughing. They like, what was going on? <laughs> you know, they couldn't stop laughing. And, and yeah, I was still there after six months. But it also was a liberation for them. Yeah. Because somebody was backing them up, and I think that there's is, 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 is so much creativity in people. And I think... As a leader, and again, that took me quite a while to understand as Well, it's, it's not providing all the answers. You cannot, no one can. And if you can, I, I would highly recommend you to start your multi billion dollar startup. Yeah. It's to unlock the creativity from all the people around it, filter the ideas, bring them up, engage them, get them with you, uh, let them think freely, and let them test and learn, constantly test and learn. it's how you get better and better. Uh, very exciting and, and very privileged to be in a position. Absolutely. So
0: fantastic! Um, is there anything else that you want to share today, other mm-hmm. than what we discussed around those
1: those four questions? Yeah, well, I want to give a bit of a summary of what the things I, uh, I said. Um, so my recommendations is try different things in your career, especially in the beginning. Um, Industries have a wide variety of jobs, and sometimes they're adjacent, as I pointed out. The Things I did in telecom are very, very um, related to, to fintech. Build relationships, absolutely key, and you only build relationships when there's a certain number of openness, integrity, uh, when you have good communication, adaptability, don't be afraid to change, it's difficult, it's sometimes painful, with a lot of energy you have to put in plans, and you have to change it, but get a team with you, being a leader, as you pointed out as well, and uh, can appreciate that. Provides an environment for people there to share their ideas and really it's important that people start sharing their ideas because actually most of the ideas most of the improvements come from the team, not from you, as we collect them, evaluate them, we bring them together and and hopefully you can also end the so on management and get them executed but ultimately most of that come from the team. And I, I think the last one is related to that is, is listen and, and, and Communicate, be very clear, very transparent. And hard decisions have to be made. Tell them why you have made decisions. People are, are much, much smarter than people often reckon. Yeah. And if you're honest and open and they can challenge you, even if you have a discussion, I think most of the people will understand why it's been taken, even if those are unpopular decisions.
0: Yeah. Completely understand, completely agree. Um, I think there's some great insights there and um, hopefully that's valuable to our, um, our community and particularly the leaders within our community so um, thanks um, very much for, for joining and um, joining me today martin and again um, i think some really powerful insights there which hopefully our community appreciate um, this has been the evolution exchange fantastic to be joined by martin and uh, really
1: appreciate everything today and uh, we'll catch up again soon i thank jake and uh, to the audience It's 20 years, I made a lot of mistakes, so I I tried to share some of them, so you don't have to make them again, uh, as, as I did, and thank you very much for your time. Excellent. Cheers.